Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Healing My Earth, Healing Me, the podcast where we explore different concepts and ideas on how our actions affect the environment and how that in turn affects our own health as well. So today I'm having a conversation with Ali Cameron. So Ali Cameron is the founder of Plastic Free Port Stevens and I absolutely admire Ali for bringing people together and having that energy to create the space for people to collaborate as well. We have quite a few shared visions on making a positive impact in our local community and the world. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with her and so her name's been mentioned a few times to me and we finally got to meet and now meet up quite regularly. Um, so I'm really grateful to have her be a part of my life and I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. Hi everyone, welcome to the Healing My Earth, Healing Me podcast and today we're with Ali Cameron. She's the founder and conscious creator of Plastic Free Port Stevens. Welcome Ali. Thank you, hello. I <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, met Ali through a few people actually, a few people have mentioned a few times that oh, I just need to be connected to Ali like yeah finally <laughs> finally we met um which is wonderful yeah so thank you thank you for being here thanks for having me I'd love to know more about your why and I'm sure the listeners would um yeah I'd love to hear about why you started Plastic Free Port Stevens and why you yeah why you live a more eco-friendly life and why you want to inspire others to do so as well yeah Um, It's something that uh, naturally sort of unfolded. I'd given myself some space. I'd just gotten out of um, the hospitality industry, which I'd been in for a long time, and I'd given myself some space to see what comes up and what I wanted to spend my time doing moving forward. Um, And so there was a few things that kind of led up to it, but probably the key thing was I saw the quote... um, the greatest threat to our planet is the thought that somebody else will save it. And it kind of really hit me when I saw that quote. Mm. Um, and I'd, I'd started looking into uh, sort of, it started with waste reduction. So being in hospitality, I'd, I'd been overseas um, working. I was on an immersion trip with the Hunger Project and Business Chicks. And so I was seeing the poorest of the poor and... Um, what they're able to do to um, end hunger in their areas and um, and then coming home was such a culture shock and Mm. and not only like to Australia where we're quite an abundant country but to a business that was a big fairly large business um, and had a lot of waste and I really struggled I really struggled with the amount of waste the waste of water um the waste of food, mm. the sort of overindulgent um, way that we can consume in Australia. And I really struggled with it. So that kind of set me on the path of what can I do to live a more eco life and reduce waste. And then when I, I ended up getting out of the business, that gave me space to see, okay, what do I want to spend my time doing? And um, so, yeah, my why was kind of just to, to, um, to learn for myself, uh, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And to stop thinking that, um, stop putting it out, putting my power into other people and other things and actually bring it back to myself and what are the little things that I can do? And um, yeah, so that's sort of how it unfolded. 
I love that. And yeah, definitely starting with self seems yes. to be a massive theme. Um, yes. <laughs> in your life and yeah, feel everyone's life, but some yeah. are just more conscious than others in terms of putting that as an intention. Yeah. Mm. Starting with self is um yeah, a really big thing for me. Yeah. Mm. I'd love to hear more about your experience at the Hunger Project. Um, yeah, sure. What was, I guess, some of the, like, maybe three pivotal points that yep. um, made an impact for you? So it was my first time traveling um, by myself. Uh, so it was, it was pretty big. There was uh, 20 women and we went over. And so we were in Senegal and in, like, um, the poorest of poor areas uh, that were dealing with hunger. So probably... Um, three pivotal things would have been so leadership came up a lot and we were going into communities and the first thing that the hunger project do is they find people to step forward as leaders to run projects so the the, it's up to the community to decide what they need Mm. which is um to me is really important that ownership is within the community and they get to decide what they need and what's best for them Mm. so that's a key thing is like knowing yourself what's best for you and what's needed yeah second was um with the leadership it was amazing to see um women step forward and so it was a key thing for me it showed me that Um, leadership is a choice so I was seeing these women who had no resources no money no education step forward and say I choose to be a leader don't know what it looks like don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing but just making that choice of stepping forward and saying I want change and I'm going to help make it happen Mm. so that was really um, amazing to see and it really made me look at my life and go I'd spent a lot of time thinking I, you know, I need to be more educated. I need more resources before I would do things I wanted to do. Mm. But seeing these women with nothing step forward and say, I'm just going to do it anyway. Just, I just made me realize like, what am I doing? I have every resource I could ever possibly need. Yet I was always making excuses as to why I couldn't do things. Mm. And so it really shifted my mindset coming home of, um, actually you know just take that first step yeah let the rest sort of unfold you don't have to have all the answers before you move forward Mm. yeah yeah wow and that's um yeah pretty predominant in the startup space in a way yeah like fail fail fast fail forward yes but I guess um I kind of see it a bit here in Australia where we're not really encouraged to fail and try new things yeah I would agree yeah yeah as in the startup community in America like people are encouraged to try new things and that's why there's so many startups that come out of the US and Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. I think fear is a big thing um, that stops us from from doing doing things and, and being in the mind as well of, and being constantly in thought of um, what we need to do rather than really just sitting with in heart space and seeing what comes up. Mm. Yeah, it's really common in business. Yeah. Mm. And I'd love for you to share a bit more about Plastic Free Port Stevens yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. What are the projects that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, sure. It's still um, fairly early stages. Uh, so 
it it started from um, just creating like a closed group of like-minded people and just adding people that I thought would be interested in doing something. And then within a couple of weeks, that grew to like 200 and it's now over 700. Uh, so it happened quite quickly um, and organically. So there's there was obviously people were looking for this. It wasn't, um, yeah, it was just something that people were looking for. So it started out just with a survey within the group. What do you think our community needs? What do we want to work on? And one of the largest responses was protecting our waterways and protecting our area because mm. Port Stephens is such a beautiful, diverse area with lots of different waterways and beaches. And, um, you know, there's a real love for our area. Mm. And um, so protecting it was a large one. And so um, we decided to, I, I created a board and decided to do um, the legal setup as a non-for-profit community group, just so um, we had the resources there to get funding if we, if we needed it. But I also um, was conscious of trying to make it a sustainable model as well and not um, constantly be looking for, for funding to make things happen. But really it's been about, um, helping people with ideas bring them to fruition yeah. so some of the projects we're working on um, is uh, they're just really simple things like we've got a community bag stand coming in our shopping center and we're hoping to roll them out in every shopping center or, or iga um, and so community um, bag stands just means that if you've forgotten your bags you can use one and you don't have to buy a plastic bag mm. and so it's just sharing resources and really that's probably at the heart of everything we do is sharing resources not trying to create um, more but just sharing what's already there so we collaborate with a lot of the groups in the area so we're part of world ocean day and we'll do like a huge cleanup as part of that we've got um love seafood event coming up i'm going to do an ocean cleanup as well for that but also get um, local artists to take what's um, being cleaned up and turn it into artworks for the area um, we're also looking at doing a campaign to get sea bins in our area mm. so that's a really big one that we're about to go out to all the marinas in our area and see if they will come on board to get sea bins awesome and that'll be a great one to give us an idea of actually what is getting into our waterways mm. um, how much is getting in and so it'll give us the data to really then um, come up with more action plans of how do we stop it from getting in the waterways uh, but the biggest thing we've got going at the moment um, is our One Thing campaign. And it's basically bringing it back to self, <laughs> as we discussed before, but mm -hmm. just bringing it back to self. And um, what's the one thing as an individual that you can do um, to live a more eco life? And so a hashtag for that is I commit to doing my bit. And yeah, so at the heart of it is getting everyone to do their little bit. And so we're currently going out to businesses as well as residents mm. and getting businesses to do their one thing. And it's getting um, great traction. And yeah, it's been really good for our area to sort of bring everyone together and to see what everyone's one thing is. And yeah, yeah. so it's fun as well, you know, and... What I realized really quickly was that um, if people are overwhelmed or defensive, they won't make change. Mm. And they're kind of the two big blockers mm. um, to stop people from making change. So this kind of just brings it back to um, 
the self and the individual what they what can they do and but takes away the overwhelm Mm. yeah yeah I love that and um yeah I posted about that on my socials the other day just a photo of me holding that I commit to doing my bit blackboard with less plastics in my body (laughs) I got so many messages of people asking like what do you mean less plastics in my body yeah and yeah and I love that because it's stimulating all that conversation again and yeah just a simple thing that you share out yeah Um, yeah and there's more and more people that want to be involved in that campaign as well so yeah it's going really well it's awesome it's awesome yeah you mentioned how the community is really passionate about protecting the waterways yeah so what are the things that you've seen come up in terms of why they actually like protecting the waterways and well apart from Port Stephens being a beautiful place with beautiful waters and I've I've been diving there a few times and the diversity in the in the ocean is quite good have you heard of any I guess more personal like why that comes up do you think yeah um yeah what's their personal driver in terms of why they actually want to protect the waterways yeah I think it is personal for everyone we have like a large surf community in our area Mm. so and I and also just living on the coast I mean yeah yeah, just living on the coast kind of shows that that's that's where you want to be and and you know the water is a key part of that and that's that's what you love so I think we have a community of like just ocean lovers Mm. naturally um but then yeah we have like our marine sanctuaries and we have beautiful dive spots and um I personally saw like seen because um my old business was on the waterfront I got to see interesting things all the time, but like uh, only a few months ago, there was a bird stuck in a tree just next to our business and it was stuck. Um, we saw it kind of hanging and upside down and wasn't sure what was going on because it was quite high up. And when we went to look, it was um, had fishing lines stuck around its foot. Oh. And so it's just stuck hanging um, in this tree. And so um, my husband like had to get another branch to like knock it down to be able to unhook it and then take it to the vet. But so we personally get to see the impact. A really um, large thing that happened was the shipping containers um, that all spilt Mm. and a lot of that washed up on our shores. Yeah. I don't know how much washed up in um, Newcastle area as well. I think there might have been some, but like I went um, walking with my family one day and we took a couple of bags with us and within like minutes our bags were full of um, plastic wow. uh, cups that had been washed up and makeup containers and mm. and we were in like a really small area mm. and this is just what washes up as well yeah. so you, we kind of get to see firsthand mm. um, the impact of of what it does in our environment and then a lot of our economy is tourism and so a lot of that is like our cruise our dolphin cruises and um wild watch cruises and things like that so a lot of our um a lot of our income is based on that as well Mm. so it's really what probably the heart of our community yeah definitely yeah yeah interesting that you mentioned the um the bird as well that's oh it's yeah when you see it firsthand it's like 
really yeah yeah home. yeah definitely yeah because it kind of reminded me of um this i mentioned it a few episodes ago that when i went diving in southwest rocks um a year or two years ago now we saw a shark that was just swimming around and it had a fishing line stuck to its straw yeah and we were trying to get close close enough to it to try and remove the fishing line or at least cut it short enough so it wouldn't get stuck in between rocks and stuff yeah and yeah uh, yeah, it didn't really come to mind that it would affect, like, other creatures outside of the sea. Because, mm. yeah, it wouldn't really think of fishing lines getting caught like, yeah. in a bird. I but, know, yeah. yeah. Nuts. Like, yeah, trying to be more mindful with what we're bringing into nature. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And making sure we dispose of it. Some might be out of our control, but if it's out in our control, then... That's right. Mm. Yeah. So take three for a sea. For the sea was a really big, um, has been really popular with our one thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that organization. Yeah. Tim Silverwood and the team have done an amazing job, like just growing that yeah. as well with a simple thing of just yeah, taking such a simple concept sea. but yeah. so, you know, when lots of people do it, the impact's huge. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. And um I yes, saw that Tim has stepped down as CEO and they have a new appointed CEO and he's starting the Ocean Impact yeah. um, business that he started, which is, yeah, cultivating more more leaders that want to start start businesses that have a positive impact on the ocean. So awesome. And I'm so excited to see, yeah, where that goes. Yeah. 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 Exciting times. For it is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both have a shared passion on making an impact and yeah um helping our oceans yeah the re- i guess the reason why i asked about people's personal drivers was because one of my personal drivers is like the same thing that i wrote on the on the blackboard is less plastics in my body because mm-hmm. i was i just got into this <laughs> rabbit hole of looking at different studies of what people have been finding in people's bodies and stool samples and found little bits of plastic and sea salt and some of the water that we drink and that's come out of people's bodies um yes I was just curious if you had any first-hand experience no Um, not not really I but I I think it's something we're just touching the surface of and we're really only just beginning to learn um the real impacts of plastics in our lives mm. um there was an article about plastic in tea bags recently mm. and that um that was um yeah got a lot of exposure and and so yeah i really think we're just sort of touching the surface and learning about and i think um you know the cheaper that things are made the more likely everything comes at a cost and mm. and the more likely that um they will have an impact on our body in some way or how much plastic we're actually consuming and and I've and I've heard different people talk on it and about um, how plastic in the body can affect hormones and um, lots of different things like that but I haven't gone deep into it myself um, mm. I don't know many facts about it but I do think we're only just touching the surface of really the impact that it does have on us mm. Mm. yeah definitely and I'm still in the process of reading more and more to kind of see how many studies there are out there mm. in terms of how it affects our bodies and we haven't really found any solid evidence that but again like plastic's only been in our lives for really looking at human history not that long yeah 
but it's made a massive impact on our oceans and the other creatures yeah. that can't consciously remove that from their environment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was reading the other day, um, like, lately we've been really worried about microplastics, mm -hmm. but one thing we should be worried about is nanoplastics, which can just go straight into our bodies through our pores because yeah, it's wow. that small and yeah we, we don't know how that's affecting our bodies yet yeah um yeah i'm interested to see the research that's going to come out of that yeah mm. it's the same as chemicals with our body we're really just learning about that and and the impact of that and i think mm. people are a lot more conscious of it now and, and trying to eliminate as much as they can mm. um but yeah we really don't know yeah 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 I guess it kind of brings me on to the misconception that natural is good mm. as well because not everything natural is good for humans like arsenic's natural but it's not necessarily <laughs> good <laughs> yes that's true <laughs> but yeah I guess just like people doing the research and yeah. I don't know we've gone through this thing right now <laughs> I think um, we're all unique beings mm. and we should treat each other and ourselves as that mm. and really find what works for us mm. uniquely because what works for one isn't going to work for all and Definitely. we kind of tend to have blanket solutions to things in our society but um, you know we're all unique beings it's just mm. just doesn't work that way so I think it's really important for individuals to um, do the work for themselves and to and to find their own solutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And take all of it with a grain of salt, and um, yeah, do the research for themselves. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned before as well that you're doing a bit of work with with businesses. Can you give us some examples, if you can, of some of the changes that businesses have? done to, to contribute to this problem that we have at the moment with plastics and pollution yeah um so it's really only just beginning but we yeah are encouraging businesses to do their one thing so it's really unique to each business on what they can do and what they can afford to do and mm. the resources that they have but i think it's um a lot of businesses know that it's time to change and most of this is consumer-led and I think we forget as consumers that we have the power. Mm. Um, so a lot of consumers are choosing businesses that are more ethical and conscious. And a lot of business owners know that. So it's a balance of finding um, what they can do now um, and making that shift into a more conscious um, eco business. Mm. So for some, it's a, it's a small step like changing two paper straws. And even that, I remember doing that in my business like a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, the cost of paper straws was a lot higher than plastic straws. But then after, and so there's that little bit of fear of, you know, the cost and that's not something you charge for it's um just something you, uh, something you have in your business but um 
what I found was after doing that was I just actually stopped putting straws in drinks and it was mm. only if people asked and then we were using like a lot less straws mm. um, or even we shifted from selling bottled sparkling mineral water to getting taps put in and a system put in and that saved like thousands and thousands of bottles coming into our business and, and, and going into waste mm. every year. Um, so that was a big one as well. So it's like just picking little things. So some businesses, it's as small as the straws or cutlery. And then others, we were at a packaging company, Port Stevens Packaging, um, last week, and they are recycling soft plastics, which is a huge thing for their business because it's a large business. But for them to be able to do that, they really had to do a lot of research and find. So they had to go out of their way to find that that initiative but I think the biggest thing is the more that we support um, these sorts of initiatives and businesses doing the right thing the more they're going to flourish and grow and so the cost is going to come down Um, but it's just that that transition period of of finding these solutions and, and bringing them so a key part of Plastic Freeport Stevens is to see what industries need and then trying to bring those initiatives to our area. So, for instance, um, TerraCycle has amazing initiatives and they've got one for latex gloves. Yeah. And so we're looking at going out to all the health industry and, and um, dental industries and, and getting some of their recycled glove boxes in our area mm. um, so we can, yeah, stop those from going into waste and then getting reused, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like so little, that. it's just little, little things. Mm. Yeah. One thing yeah definitely we <laughs> say our tagline is little steps big impact oh i love that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and like a lot of these things like you don't know till you know well that's like, it yeah. yeah yeah and a lot of it um we need um we might need like we need to come together as a community to get those larger initiatives mm. and so that's really at the heart of it is coming together to find those things and um yeah, so the more people we get on board, the the more initiatives we can bring. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited to see, like, you you're, you guys are already doing a lot of work to have this bigger impact. I'm really excited to see, yeah, yeah. more to come and see the sea bins all around Port Stevens. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. Really love that to happen. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we had Stevens at our summit, um, Singularity U Summit, um, late last year in October. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm excited to see people see the rubbish that's actually going into those Stevens. Yeah. I think it'll create a lot of transparency and yes. even more awareness of like, oh, crap, that's that's actually what's going into our oceans. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. And the chemicals, yeah, oil, all of it. Yeah. Mm. It's easy to dismiss if you if you don't actually see it. So, mm. yeah, it's a good way to, to bring it into awareness. Definitely. And mm. that's just on the top surface of the exactly. ocean. Exactly, yeah. There's others that are just going underwater. Exactly. We don't even see because we can't get there unless we're in a submarine or even diving deeper it's only i think it's like five percent you can actually see on the surface yeah so if you think about 95 percent under yeah it's scary Mm. yeah that's one of the main reasons why i stopped eating seafood (laughs) (laughs) fair enough yeah (laughs) but that's just me (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. no well that's yeah 
less plastic in our body you know that makes sense yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah as you said like everyone's different yeah 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 Yeah, I think the most important thing is just um finding your own why and your own one thing that you want to do just start small and um bringing it back to self you've got the power to make change and Mm. don't forget that and yeah don't overwhelm yourself with it either just choose one thing yeah yeah I love that and that definitely goes along with the ethos of this whole podcast is like we're healing the we're healing the earth Mm. and also healing ourselves and not just physically and like in all different areas of our life yeah Yeah. it's all connected Mm. absolutely love what you're doing (laughs) oh thank you likewise (laughs) so glad that we could finally got to meet i know that's (laughs) awesome (laughs) that's what happens the synchronicities yeah Mm. definitely thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with me thanks for having me yeah how do people get in touch with you if they want to help support plastic free port stevens and your other initiatives yeah so um through social media or we have a website for plastic free port stevens as well mm-hmm. uh, so it's just www.plasticfreeportstevens.com.au um yeah or on facebook or instagram Amazing. Thank you for listening to another episode of Healing My Earth, Healing Me. And I definitely learned a lot from that and I hope you did as well. And I'd love to hear what you got out of it. Um, feel free to feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Twitter or Instagram. So I'll link those in the show notes below. If you're an expert or a change maker in your community or or you're just starting on this journey as well. I'd love to get in touch with you and have you on the podcast. I'm a massive believer of learning from everyone we meet and from every interaction. So yeah, open to having conversations with anyone in this space. And I'm excited to implement more changes in my life to live a more sustainable life for myself and the planet.